This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is me, Hani Balkis, bringing you Future Talk, the one and only place where we, give, where we give you all the latest news in tech, gadgets, AI, and everything you need to know about what's happening in technology. It is Sunday, December 27th. Now, I do hope that you guys had a great holiday with the Christmas for those who do celebrate it. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a future talk, so let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about how 50,000 plus people are going to be invited for the first New Year's Eve celebration, which will be hosted by Zoom right here in Dubai. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a big one. Also, dozens are suing Amazon's ring after camera hacks have led to threats. Now, Amazon is under fire once again because of that. And with we're going to go to Australia about how they're going to bring in the world's toughest laws to tackle internet trolls. Now, internet trolls are a big thing on the internet, obviously. So Australia is trying to combat those trolls. Now, in following Apple's footsteps, Xiaomi has removed their charger from the retail box. And I'm going to get into that one a lot because... Obviously, a lot, Apple was under fire when they did remove the charger from the box, but Xiaomi has followed in their footsteps. And for apps all around the world segment, we're talking about Telegram and how, how it has launched a voice chat in their groups. Ladies and gentlemen, lots of going on today right here on Future Talk, so keep Pulse95 locked because we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect to our world, ladies and gentlemen. Now, with the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of us have resulted in using telecommunications Zoom platform a lot. And another, a lot of other VIOP platforms, whether it's Skype, uh, FaceTime, TwoTalk, whatever it was you're using, a lot of us did use it during the pandemic because obviously we do want to social distance a lot more. And we do want to kind of be with the guidelines and the precautionary measures to combat COVID-19. But as the holidays are coming up, we do have the New Year's Eve celebrations or New Year's celebrations. And ladies and gentlemen, we know right here in the UAE, we celebrate New Year's Eve a lot. And we have people all over the world coming, especially to Dubai, to watch the Burj Khalifa celebrations for New Year's a New Year's celebration. But again, we are in the COVID-19 pandemic. So how are we actually going to celebrate it? Well, 50,000 people plus are going to be invited to the invited to the first Dubai NYE celebration, which will be hosted by Zoom. Now, Burj Khalifa has collaborated with Zoom Video Communication to host New Year's Eve celebrations live from the UAE in a global video Zoom call. Now, up to 50,000 people from around the world will be invited to tune in and usher in 2021 on the first ever New Year's Eve celebration, which will be hosted on Zoom. Now, it will be broadcasted live globally on Zoom from 8.30 p.m. local time right here in the UAE onwards, which it will feature fireworks, light, and a laser show right here in the UAE. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very, very, very happy with this one. And I, I, I love the creativity behind it. Now, we do know a lot of people come or come to the UAE around the holidays to celebrate New Year's, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. They do come because obviously it is a great place to celebrate holidays right here in the UAE. So with the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of things have come to a halt, whether it's uh, traveling, celebrating holidays, whatever you usually do with a group of people, 
you can't do it as often anymore or at all. So we're seeing that Dubai and the UAE in general have collaborated with Zoom and are making this 50,000 people Zoom call. I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, hats off to Zoom for kind of collaborating with that one because just thinking about a group of 10 to 15 people, my mind kind of, I can't focus when there's 10 to 15 people in a group chat and people are talking on top of each other. But I do believe that each one will be muted. But ladies and gentlemen, I will be tuning in right here in the UAE, 8.30 p.m. local time onwards. And it will feature a lot of things, fireworks, celebrations, maybe a couple of uh, of talents will be featured on that Zoom call. Let me know your guys' thoughts, 4215.thoughts or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio, if whether or not you will be tuning in to that New Year's celebration. But let's go and talk about Amazon. Now, Amazon is under fire once again because dozens have sued Amazon's ring after cameras hacked has led to threats and even some racial slurs. Now, dozens of people who say they were subjected to death threats, racial slurs, and even blackmail after their in-home ring smart cameras were hacked and they are suing the company over horrific invasions of privacy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know what an Amazon ring is, it's very popular in the US and North America. Obviously, you have type of a gadget that will be placed on your door uh, on the door a door of your home or inside of your home which you do have kind of a camera and you can unlock it or lock it with an app you don't need a key so it's kind of more into the futuristic type of era but obviously when you do have a computer or any type of thing that is connected to a network it is subjected to might being hacked there's a risk on being attacked now a new class action lawsuit which combines a number of cases filed in recent years alleges that lacks security measures at Ring, which is owned by Amazon, did allow hackers to take over their devices. Now, we do know that Ring does provide home security in the form of smart cameras that are often installed on doorbells or inside people's homes. Now, before I continue with this one, ladies and gentlemen, I would never, ever opt to have any camera inside of my home, regardless of what kind of valuables I have inside of my house. I would never on the doorbell, yes, because obviously number one is going to be uh, the camera will be faced outside of my home, but not inside of my home. I would never do that. Now, the suit against Ring does build on previous cases, joining together complaints filed by more than 30 people and 15 families who do say that their devices were hacked and used to even harass them. And in response to these attacks, obviously Ring did blame the victims and offered inadequate responses and superior explanations. Now, obviously... Uh, the plaintiffs also did claim the company has also failed to adequately update its security measures in the aftermath of such hacks. Now, people who could be benefiting from this lawsuit do include the families named in the case, as well as any other Ring users who have been hacked. Now, the class also does uh, cover the tens of thousands of customers who purchased a Ring doorbell between the year of 2015 and 2019, even if they were not hacked. So obviously this lawsuit does uh, cover lots of people. Now, one Ring user did say that he was asked through his camera as he watched TV one night, what are you watching? Another does allege that his children were addressed by an unknown hacker through the device who commented on their basketball play and encouraged them to approach the camera. So obviously this is a big red line. This is a big no-no. I mean, you're having someone random talk to your children. Talking to me is one thing. I'm, I'm a man. I'm an adult. I can kind of handle it. Okay, I understand that we have someone who is hacked into my device. But talking to my children, that's a big no-no, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's as if someone is in your house, a stranger, a hacker. You don't know who that person is. So that is a big no-no. And in one case, an older woman uh, at an assisted living facility was allegedly told... You will face something horrific tonight. 
I mean, ladies and gentlemen, whoever whoever does these type of things, I just want to know, like, what do you gain from these type of things? And uh, I just, I just. I, I just do not condone these, these things. Now, Ring has not said who is behind the hacks, and victims say they still do not know who accessed their homes through the devices. But I want to know your guys' thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. 4215 slots or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about these hacks? Do you think that the victim is to blame? Should Ring's security be upped or not? 4215 slots or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. But I want to give a big shout-out to Mike, tuning in all the way from Miami, Florida. He does say that he would never opt for a ring camera inside of his home because of those privacy features or privacy kind of uh, concerns when it does come to Amazon's ring. Big shout-out to Mike. Thank you for tuning in. But, again, we're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about Internet trolls and how Australia is going to counterattack those Internet trolls. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, Australia is going to bring in the world's toughest laws to tackle internet trolls. Now, I'm very excited for this story to talk about because, number one, you guys know. I am number one anti-bullying. I do feel that a lot of people need to be held accountable for the things they say and the things they post on internet and on the social media. But let's get right into the story. Now, an online safety legislation has proposed in Australia to call for trolls and social media platforms to face huge fines for falling to remove abusive material. Now, the Australian government did announce its plans to crack down on trolls with what Cyber Safety Minister Paul Fletcher does describe as a world-leading online safety framework for seriously harmful content. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do know on the internet, we do sometimes get uh, content, videos, pictures, even text that isn't the most appropriate or the most ethical. And I do believe that a lot of people send these things without thinking about the other person and what might, uh, what kind of uh, uh, feeling this person would have when he sees he or she sees this type of content. Content Now, the Australian government does want to tackle on it. Now, under the new rules, the e-safety e commissioner would have the power to direct internet service providers, social media companies, and other online platforms to take down abusive material. Now, among the content which is referred in the proposal is cyber abuse. Now, it does describe it as a material in an ordinary reasonable person would deem would be menacing, harassing, or offensive, and likely and intended to harm an individual. Now, the bill does also refer, uh, refer to an abhorrent violent material defined as any audio or visual material that records streams. Now, for example, we're talking about someone who recorded an act, a terrorist attack, uh, torture, kidnapping, anything of those lines, even verbal abuse. Now, the material must be removed within the time frame of 24 hours. Or the e-safety commissioner can require search engines and even app stores to block access to these services and companies could face fines up to $555,000 for failing to take action after being directed, while individuals just like you and I can face fines up to $111,000. Now, that is a huge amount of money. Now, I want to ask you guys before I continue, 4215, do you think that the internet should kind of be that, that area where anyone can post anything without the repercussions or with posting something without uh, without repercussions or punishment, and they could just say anything they want. Now, I believe 
that should not happen. People should be uh, held accountable for the actions and things they post on the internet. As the internet, again, 20 years ago, it was a luxury to have the internet. Now it is a necessity, and we use the internet to connect with one another. And we're seeing during the COVID-19 pandemic how much internet usage has skyrocketed up because of the pandemic, and a lot of people are more on their phones. 4215, now the current rules do require action to be taken against abusive or bullying content within 48 hours. Now sanctions are already in place for cyberbullying a child, but the new proposal does extend this to include adults. Now ladies and gentlemen, I do not like bullying, I do not like making fun of other people, and I hate it when I see online people making fun of people uh, for the way they look, the way they act, the way they talk, because again, a lot of people did not ask to be born this way. And you always have to put things into consideration. Now, you and I, everyone that is listening, tuning in right now, has gone through trauma in their life. No one's life is perfect. And so a lot of people use the internet as a safe haven, as somewhere to kind of uh, detach from the real from reality world. And they go on there and people make fun of them, comment uh, dumb stuff on their posts and just mock them for the way they look, whatever content they post. And it does put a lot of people down. Now, we've seen a lot of scenarios and a lot of actions where people have resulted in committing uh, acts against themselves, abuse themselves because they just feel so down. And a lot of I've seen a story where a nine year old had to uh, unfortunately took his own life because a lot of people are making fun of uh, the way he looked or the shoes he had and he didn't have enough money and his, his, his parents were making ends meet. And again, those things are not in the control of a person. But regardless, whether or not that was in control of a person, you should never, ever make fun of someone online or offline. And I do tip my hat off to the Australian government for tackling this type of issue in Australia. And I do hope that the whole world does kind of accommodate the same rules. Now, right here in the UAE, thankfully, alhamdulillah, we have rules and regulations against online. You cannot post anything. You cannot harm people. You cannot send abusive content to anyone or you will be held accountable and the UAE government will punish you. So hats off to the UAE government, hats off to the Australian government for making the internet even a safe place. Now, I want to ask you guys, 4215, what do you think about this story? Do you think, again, I'm asking for the second time, do you think that anyone should post anything on the internet without any repercussions or punishment? If so, why? If not, also why? We're going to be taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen, but when we come back, we're talking about Apple. Uh, not we're talking about Apple, we're talking about Xiaomi and how it's following in Apple's footsteps by removing their charger in their brand new flagship phone. This is Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Apple for a quick moment. Now, we do know that Apple is uh, a trend setter per se. Now, back when uh, Apple decided to remove the headphone jack, a lot of companies and a lot of uh, smartphone makers did ridicule Apple on how they could remove the headphone jack. But nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, most high-end phones do not have a headphone jack. And you have to use uh, either a, a third-party dongle to put into your phone or some Bluetooth headset. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Apple has once again made a new trend, and that is removing the charger from the iPhone 12 lineup. And again, a lot of companies did ridicule Apple for doing what they've done. But now, following Apple's footsteps, Xiaomi has removed the Mi 11's charger from the retail box now, on December 28th, which is tomorrow, 
Xiaomi will unveil its new high-end smartphone, the Mi 11. It will be the first smartphone to carry the Snapdragon 888 processor. And, ladies and gentlemen, Xiaomi has leaked. Its live images shows the front and the back appearance of the smartphone. Now, these images also did reveal that the upcoming Mi 11 did was equipped with a triple rear, rear camera setup in a square-shaped hosting and an LED flash. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is expected that Xiaomi can adopt a different design of mobile phones and charger data cable, allowing users to require a charger and users not needing a charger. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just like Apple, Xiaomi also removed the charger from the Mi 11 packing box. As per the recent leak, it does display two box packaging. Now, one of them is the iPhone, which should be related to the recently launched iPhone 12 series. However, the second one is the Xiaomi 11. I'm looking at the leaked photos right now. Now, the tipster does suggest that the box of Xiaomi's 2021 flagship is as thin as the packaging of the phone. So, the box may be null by an inbox adapter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I continue, I just want to say I hate the fact that they removed the charger. I mean, I had to pay, I got the iPhone 12 and I had to pay 70 dirhams extra and I bought a third party uh, a brick. I, bought, I had to pay extra 70 dirhams for a charger when this should kind of be my right. I'm buying a brand new phone. You don't buy a car without the windows, do you? No, you need them. So without with Apple removing it and now we're seeing this, this dumb trend. I'm, I'm going to say it's a dumb trend. That Xiaomi is doing the same. Now, Apple's um, excuse uh, for removing the charger was for the environmental, green economy, etc., etc., etc. But, uh, obviously, they're still producing these type of bricks and they're still selling it. So, it doesn't really matter whether or not uh, they're trying to, make, to, 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 to lessen their carbon footprint. But, again, we're seeing Xiaomi do the same. And I'm actually surprised. Uh, actually, I'm not surprised because it's just more money being injected into the revenue for at the end of the year because now a lot of people will buy the brand new phone, whether it's Apple or Xiaomi, and then buy the brick because they need to buy the brick to charge the phone. So I just, I just, I just don't know what's actually happening with the tech industry right now. But recently, there has been reported that the Mi 11, which is the new flagship phone for Xiaomi, will achieve a new breakthrough in high-end screen. So let's look at the kind of goods coming out of Xiaomi. Now, the smartphone is equipped with the top screen ever, which will be made by Xiaomi, and it can also be the most expensive screen in the industry. Now, as the per previous reports, Mi 11 will come with the support of computational photography. As per, uh, it will come with a full screen resolution with a punch hole design display. And obviously, just like I said, the first ever phone to use a Snapdragon 888 processor and an Android 11 based MIUI 12 and even much more. Now, this flagship phone will also come with a 108, 108 megapixel sensor in the back of the phone along with a 13 megapixel ultra wide camera and a 5 megapixel macro camera is also listed with 112 uh, sorry 12 gigabytes of ram not 128 which would be the uppermost version in terms of memory configuration now 12 gb of ram is a lot but again ladies and gentlemen i just say i just think about removing the charger is something weird i mean obviously it's not weird because they want to make money but it's something weird that a lot of companies are adapting now I want to know if I want. I'm thinking that soon, maybe we'll see Samsung adopting the same thing. Maybe even Huawei. But I mean, I'm just not with the new trend right now. Okay, headphones, we'll let it slide. But chargers? Come on, man. Four two one five. Do a slot or on our Instagram at Paul's ninety five radio. I want to know your guys' thoughts.
What do you guys think of removing chargers when you buy a phone? That you have to go out and buy another charger. And we're talking about the brick, not the wire itself. It does come with the wire, but you need to buy the brick. Let me know your guys' thoughts. I'm going to be taking a short break, but when I come back, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be talking about Telegram. Now, Telegram is not that widespread or well-known right here in the UAE. And I do believe uh, most of them use it in Europe and Russia. But we they do have a new feature, and I want to talk about that in a bit. Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse95. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Telegram. Now, I personally don't use Telegram, but I know a number of people who do use it. Now, I want to know you guys, uh, I want to know if you guys use Telegram. 4215, the But the popular messaging app, Telegram, has added a number of attractive features on its new update which does include a voice chat for groups, some more storage options, and even new animations and much more. Now, any Telegram group can now become a voice chat room that is always on. Now, voice chats can run in parallel to an existing text and media-based communication, which does add a live layer of talk to that group. And it can also be used as a virtual office space for teams and even informal lounges for any community. Now, the app did announce that in a tweet uh, I believe a couple of days ago. Now, while voice chats are not group calls, again, voice chats are not group calls, they can achieve similar goals with flexibility. Now, in the groups where admins have created voice chat, thousands of participants can join the chat. However, admins can control the number of speakers with flexible admin tools. Now, another update is that users on Android devices can now move their Telegram app data from an internal storage to their SSD card along those with minimal storage to save more media and files. The app has also added improved photo editing techniques, sticker outlines, and new animations for that user. Now, with Telegram, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've downloaded, I think, during my university days, whether for, for, for group projects, etc., or when we wanted to get a big number of people into a group. Now, I haven't used Telegram for years now. I'm talking about all the way back in 2014, 2013. But, uh, I mean, I do I do like that they are updating. I mean, voice chats right now are kind of like a thing of the past. Now, everyone can send voice notes. I mean, it's even on Instagram. So, I don't know why Telegram is late to the party. But if you do use Telegram, this is great news for you. Because, obviously, it is going to make your interaction a lot quicker and a lot easier. Because I know sometimes uh, you'll be texting something and you just can't get the point across. So, you do need to send a voice note or even call that person and... Telegram is kind of uh, giving you that or providing you with that accessibility. But I personally don't use Telegram, but I think I'm going to download Telegram. I want to see who uses Telegram. But if you do use Telegram, 4215, let me know what you use it for. Because some people use it for gaming. Some people use it to meet other people, which I didn't know you could do that, by the way. But uh, I mean, it's just for me, I, I, I think there's so many apps right now. What's up, Snapchat, Instagram? There's so many uh, platforms you could use to communicate with one another that uh, Telegram is late to the party when it does come with a voice chat. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is almost 3 p.m., and that means I need to jump in my spaceship and go all the way to space and leave room for the Dream Team Afternoon Kalak with Aisha Mazmi and Makit Alti, who are going to give you everything you need to know in entertainment, uh, entertainment uh, gaming, or anything that has to do with entertainment but it is my time for today i want you guys to stay safe and do abide to the precautionary and preventive measures that the uae government has provided with us the pandemic is still ongoing and we need to be safe wash your hands and be safe and i'll be here same time same place tomorrow only here 
on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.